0: Hello, and welcome to Ballistic Performance Radio. This is your one stop shop for all things nutrition, fitness, and mindset. Our goal is to help you make fitness and nutrition a part of your life, not your whole life. We discuss a variety of topics, including faith, self awareness, sustainability, and consistency training programs, grocery store navigation, and how to enjoy your favorite foods without guilt or remorse. There is a lot of noise out there in the world of health and fitness, so we're here to provide real, reliable, and practical answers and recommendations that will keep you moving forward on your journey. My wife Ashley and I are your hosts, and please do not hesitate to reach out on social media to say hello, ask questions, or comment on this week's episode. So without further ado, let's get into the podcast. All right, welcome back. This is episode 123 and I am by myself today. Ash and I both have a lot of going on when it comes to the business. So today we are dividing and conquering. She is out on a walk with Coda. I am here recording with you and today I'm excited for this conversation and we're going to get into it here in just a moment. But first I wanted to give you some quick life updates, quick business updates um, because hopefully you care a little bit about us because we care a whole lot about you. Uh, So as far as life updates go, We are just about halfway through this pregnancy, which is absolutely insane. Uh, Next week is the 20th week. We'll have our 20-week ultrasound, all that good stuff. Uh, We did find out that we are having a boy, which we are super fucking excited about. And of, of course, we would have been excited with a girl as well. We obviously want a healthy baby, but we're very excited that it's a boy. And what else is going on? That's the big thing. And then we're also about to start our bathroom renovation, which is renovation one of two. We're doing both bathrooms, so that is going to be a project for sure. And lastly, we were full-on adults this past weekend. We did a ton of shit outside, you know, kind of like spring, getting ready for spring, spring cleanup, all that good shit. Cleaned our vehicles out. And I'm just going to be candid with you guys. The amount of dog hair in our vehicles is fucking disgusting. I don't know how long it had been since we swept either vehicle, but it was bad. the The car was definitely worse than the truck. But what I want to know is there any better way to get the freaking dog hair out of like the microfibers on the carpet, or do you just have to keep like sawing that fucking uh, vacuum back and forth, like rubbing it against there to try to loosen up all the hair and, and suck it out? There's got to be some kind of tool or brush or something that will just get the hair right off of these carpets in the car if there is please let me know because it took us forever to get them clean and next time i don't want to spend that much time so let us know if there's a solution to that and then as far as the business is concerned there is a new line of apparel which is about to drop and we've sourced this round completely differently than the last three rounds of apparel so You're going to receive your items much faster than previous orders. We have already purchased the inventory. We're not doing direct-to-print. Well, we're still doing somewhat direct-to-print. But the point is we already have the inventory. So it's going to be significantly faster in purchasing your items and then receiving your items. So we're really excited about that. Just keep your eye out. We're going to be making that announcement here uh, in the next week or so, I would say. And then... We're also taking in-person clients. So if you're in the Dubois area or this greater surrounding area and you're within driving distance of us, we are still accepting one-on-one clients for personal training, uh, which is something we're super excited to get back into and utilize the space that we've built out here in the home. Uh, So really pumped about that. So if you're in the Dubois area or close to it, or you know someone who is, let them know that we are accepting new personal training clients Uh, You get to train in our garage with all of our equipment, which is in fantastic condition, clean. You know, you don't have any distractions. No one's going to know who you are or want to talk to you at the gym because around this town, every single person knows who you are and they always want to chat. So it's just an opportunity to have a more private environment and then also have a program that's actually built and tailored to you. So if you're interested, send us a DM on Instagram and let us know. We're more than happy to chat with you there. Okay. Lastly, if you haven't done so, please, please, please head over to Apple, head over to podcasts and leave a rating and a review in there for the podcast. A lot of you listen, but not everyone has left a rating and a review. And we would really, really appreciate that because it expands our reach. It helps us reach more people, and change more lives through this platform. So please, 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 either now or at the end of the episode, head over, leave a five-star rating, leave a review in there as well. Okay, now let's get into the conversation. So this conversation today is something that's inspiring a lot of our new content that's going to be coming down the pipeline. It's something that we are really taking to heart and moving towards the center of our messaging, at least on the nutrition side of things. And that is that recipes are overrated. I think the title, maybe the title of this uh, this podcast will be No Recipes, No Problems, <laughs> or something like that. But we're talking about recipes and the fact that we don't need them. We don't need to depend on them as much as we think we do. So within the first three check-ins, with nearly everyone we work with on the nutrition side of things, recipes are brought into the conversation everyone wants to follow a recipe especially when dieting quote-unquote dieting or counting macros or however you want to phrase it when you're monitoring what you're eating everyone wants to follow a recipe i don't know where that came from i don't know when it became so popular but it comes up in nearly every conversation we have and now first off i'm not saying recipes are bad there are some great recipes that already have the macros broken down for you online and you can utilize those. But the point is that recipes are just sort of like the cherry on top. They're the next level of this whole, uh, quote unquote dieting or tracking and monitoring what you're consuming. Because here's what happens for most individuals. And this is how we break it down. Recipes equal ingredients. Ingredients equal a lot of additional weighing and measuring because you have to get the proportions right. Weighing and measuring equals a lot of math because after you and ev- weighed and measured everything out, you then have to do the math to figure out how many servings are in this recipe and how many days are you gonna be eating these servings, eating the leftovers of this recipe. So you do the math. That math requires more time. More time equals frustration and it's sort of this domino or snowball effect. So what happens? Well, most of the time, after the first three, seven, twenty-one days of you tracking your food or dieting, you're preparing these recipes, you're trying to monitor everything that you're consuming. By that time, you are ready to run headfirst into oncoming traffic. Then another week goes by where you're sort of just half-assing it. You're not you're not recording every single thing you eat. Uh, The recipe, you're just kind of guesstimating the serving size and what the macronutrients would be. And then finally, you're just giving it up altogether. You're like, fuck it. This is too difficult. Uh, I don't have the time for this. It's frustrating. It's overwhelming. I'm just going to be done. So recipes in short are just not sustainable. We need to keep nutrition as simple as possible. So how do we do that? First, we focus on building balanced plates. And the way you build a balanced plate is through the plate method. If you've never heard the plate method before, the plate method is really simple. It is a standard dinner plate. You take that standard dinner plate, you divide it in half. One half of that dinner plate is going to be vegetables or fruit or a mixture of both. So that's half of the plate, veggies or fruit or both. One quarter of that plate is going to be your protein source. So that's typically about the size of your fist, or slightly bigger, is going to be the protein. Then a quarter of that plate is going to be your starchy carbohydrates, so things like rice, potatoes, etc. On top of that, you're then thinking about a thumb-sized portion of fat. Now the only caveat to that is if you're eating a fattier protein source like beef or pork, you probably don't need to add any additional fat to the meal, and that fat may also be the oil that you use to cook your vegetables or prepare your vegetables with. So that's sort of an asterisk there. But in general, it's one half veggies, one quarter protein, one quarter starchy carbs. Another way to think about this is to have as few ingredients as possible. And what I mean by that is no labels, packages, or ingredient lists. The ingredients are the actual food that you're putting on the plate, the protein, the carb, and the f- and the uh, veggie or the fat. Yes, I know carbs and veggies are the same thing, but you get my point. So if you're able to do that or you've been doing that, you've been doing it successfully, you've been consistent, you're likely consuming adequate amounts of protein and anywhere from... A rough estimate, 400 to 800 grams of fruits and vegetables combined. Now, that's how you keep it simple. But that doesn't mean that's necessarily going to help you achieve your goal. Right? That's just a great starting point, a great foundation. The trick to achieving your goal is to have data so we know exactly how many calories, macronutrients, micronutrients that we're consuming on a day-to-day basis, because data and information is power, right? So what is the next evolution of that? Well, the next evolution is tracking your food in some way, because tracking is how we develop discipline and consistency. It's how you learn to recognize portion sizes. It's how you learn to identify calorically dense foods versus nutrient-dense foods, or at least that's part of it. And it's also how you understand and adopt more sustainable strategies in other words balance so tracking is the next evolution and tracking is also how you earn that quote-unquote balance that you've been looking for so in terms of tracking what does that evolution look like well first after you've mastered the plate method the next progression would be lazy macros so this is a term coined by E.C. Sinkowski over at Optimized Me Nutrition. And Lazy Macros is essentially taking anywhere from 0.7 to 1.0 grams per pound of body weight in protein. So let me repeat that again. 0.7 to 1.0 grams per pound of body weight in protein. So for me, for example, I'm 180 pounds. That would be anywhere from 126 to 180 grams per day of protein. On top of that, the only other stipulation of lazy macros is to consume hers is 800. We have a range of six to 800 grams of fruits and veggies combined per day. That's it. Those are the only two stipulations. 0.7 to 1.0 grams per pound of body weight of protein per day, and then 600 to 800 grams of fruits and veggies per day. There are no other rules, restrictions associated with it. There are no foods that, are, that you have to abstain from. It's just those two pieces. The reason that that works for a lot of individuals is because if you're consuming that much protein and eating that many grams of fruits and vegetables per day combined, you don't have room, like quote-unquote, room in your stomach for the processed refined garbage that we tend to overeat. So it literally, just by adjusting the volume of food you're eating and the amount of protein that you're consuming, you limit your ability to overeat on those more calorically dense foods, those more hyper-palatable foods that we so often indulge in. Now, once you've mastered lazy macros, in other words, being consistent AF over the course of months, not just weeks, months, then the next evolution would be to actually track your macronutrients. In other words, weighing and measuring food to monitor your protein, carb, and fat intake. Now, we're not going to dive into all the nuances of tracking macros, but you're essentially just adding carbohydrate and fat metrics to that lazy macros. So now... When you track macros, you're no longer weighing and measuring just grams of fruits and vegetables. You're actually looking at how many grams of carbohydrates are you consuming, how many grams of fat, how many grams of protein. Now, once you've progressed through the various stages of tracking macronutrients, and by various stages, I mean there are phases to it. Sometimes you're going to be in caloric deficits, depending on your goal. Sometimes you'll be in surpluses, maintenance, you can't just stay in one phase forever. You progress through these phases. Typically, for example, if you're trying to lose weight, you'll start off with a caloric deficit. You'll ride that out for anywhere from 6, 8, 12, 14 weeks, I would say is going to be your top end there, maybe 16, that's really pushing it. And then you're going to move into a maintenance phase because you need to allow your body time to adapt and respond to that deficit. And then from there... You're going to move back into another caloric deficit if you're going to continue to try to lose weight, or you might get to that point and say, "Hey, I wanted to build some muscle now." You're going to move into caloric surplus. So it's a phased approach. It's not just one one size fits all or one track is what I'm going to stay on the rest of my life. But once you've progressed through all those track or through all those phases, excuse me, you can then consider reverting back to more sustainable strategies. What I mean by that are lazy macros or the plate method. So it's sort of like the circle of life, but it's the circle of nutrition. You have to work your way through these phases and these evolutions in order to earn the right to regress back to more sustainable strategies and find that quote unquote balance. All right. so if you imagine a circle with some some arrows in between, kind of like the recycling symbol, you know what I'm saying? That top piece is going to be sustainability. So that's going to be your plate method or even for some individuals, lazy macros. Then the arrow would point down. Then that next area is going to be uh, something similar to tracking macronutrients, um, whether it be surplus, deficit, maintenance, And then as it loops back around to the other corner for using the recycling symbol again, that's where you can start to consider moving back toward something that's more sustainable. So it's this cycle effect. But that's what we're talking about when we're talking about nutrition. So it's really, there's two schools of thought there. Number one, we need to make it as simple as possible, especially in the beginning. And then two, after we've mastered the simplicity and we've learned to be sustainable and disciplined in those efforts, Then we can step into the next evolution and progress towards more advanced strategies to help us achieve our goal. And then finally, we loop ourselves back to something that's more sustainable and realistic for our season of life. So hopefully that provides some insight into where our head's at when it comes to recipes, first of all, and the fact that they are overrated and that you do not need them what it looks like to build balanced plates and how simple nutrition can actually be, and then where you need to go from there to actually work your way towards specific body composition change, weight loss, weight gain, etc. Now, as always, we appreciate you for tuning in, but if you want to learn more, about the plate method, lazy macros, tracking macros, be sure to send us a DM on Instagram at ballistic.performance. We're more than happy to chat with you and answer any questions that you have. And as I mentioned at the top of the episode, if you haven't done so already, please leave a rating and review for the podcast. We'd appreciate it so much. And it really does help us reach more people and change more lives through the platform. That's all we've got for you today. I hope you enjoyed the episode and we will catch you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Whether this is your first time tuning in or if you're here with us each and every week, Ash and I just want to take a moment to express our thanks and gratitude. We are so incredibly blessed to have your support and we could not continue to show up week in and week out if it were not for you. If you enjoy what you hear in this channel, Please head over to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating, leave a review in there as well. That is how we reach more people and change more lives through the platform. Lastly, if you don't follow us across all of our other social media accounts, you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube. Our handles are either ballistic.performance or ballisticperformance across all of those platforms. Or you can check us out online at trainballistic.com. Again, we appreciate and love you so much, and we hope you have a fantastic week.